Thanks for joining us this Friday. I am Toscano, and I've got the ever so wondrous Chang to my right. And uh, together, we form the madness here on Back to the 80s Radio. Thank you for joining us because this is the only place where we bring the 80s back to a new generation, especially those that uh, think that anybody from the 80s is old. We're not old. We're as young as we feel, not look, but but feel. That's right. (laughs) I want to thank you guys for joining us. You know, we're here again on Back to the 80s, and we want to keep reminding you to keep joining us every single Friday where we'll be talking about the greatest things that the 80s had to offer. We're even going to be talking about those things that were not so great in the 80s. It's not all rose petals and uh, rainbows. I mean, there was some nasty stuff that happened in the 80s, and we're also going to be talking about all those things and more. I also want to let you know that throughout the show, if you happen to hear the following clip... Oh man, I hate I hate that song more than I hate myself. If you happen to hear that, it's because Chang has gone off into La La Land and said something he wasn't supposed to, and I will immediately play that clip for you. Hopefully we won't have to hear it for too much. Hey Toscano, I got a real quick Changry. Remember you asked me one time, what is one thing that you hate nowadays that the 80s didn't have? Remember you asked me that? I, I do remember loud and clear, yes. Well, I went to McDonald's the other day and I got a dollar soda and that crap sucked. Back in the 80s, I remember going to McDonald's and getting a Coca-Cola that would make my eyes water. Remember, McDonald's Coke used to give you heart palpitations. <laughs> For those of you who cannot see... Chang is wearing a hat. We've all seen the red MAGA hats, right, that a certain political group likes to wear. He's wearing totally the opposite, and I believe it's dark blue. Is it? I can't see the camera. Is it dark blue or is it black? It is blue. Okay, so it's dark. It's blue, and it says, Make America Native Again. Ah, did you have that? Now, did you have that made, or did you just buy it like that from a store nearby where oh, you live? No, no, bro. My sister got this at because, as you know, I am the rasa in the casa. I am of Native American blood. That means I was here before anybody in the Mayflower or the Princess Cruises came across this fine land. That's right, bro. Now you are you are part native. Do you know what tribe? Yes, I am of uh, Luceno and Yaqui Indian. That's right. We're not the Indian tribe that sold out to the great American white people. <laughs> and as you know, as we just surpassed Thanksgiving, thank you for bringing this up, Toscano. I do not. Why do I feel that I'm going? Why do I feel like I'm going to have to press the Def Leppard <laughs> no, button no, pretty soon? No, please. Anything but Def Leppard because they came over on the Mayflower. <laughs> oh, my God. I am not a prejudiced man. You've been my friend for years, right? You're my only Italian friend besides Chef Boyardee, correct? And Beatles Pizza. And I love you for it. But, hey, I got to go on. A, I got I go I to gotta go on a stretch. Back in the 80s. It didn't matter what ethnicity we came from, what race we came from. We were all in for one thing, a good time, right? And the 80s was a good time. 
nowadays. Well, that and the fact, yeah, that and the fact that even if you were made fun of your background, for example, nobody cared. Nobody cared. You know, they made fun of you and then it's done and you went on to something else. Unlike today, it's just, it was just such a different time. All right. Well, we've got a great show full of nostalgia because tonight we're going to be talking about those commercials of back in the great 80s. The commercials that back then used to bug us to death. I used to wonder one day, I hope I can skip through commercials. The the irony is that now in 2020, we get all nostalgic with those same commercials. And so as we listen to some of these commercials, some of them will mean absolutely nothing to us, but some of them will have uh, some you know, something that we can really, really talk about and we can really dive in and talk about. And that's what we wanted to share with you guys. So don't go away when we come back. Commercials of the 80s, in particular, the end of the decade, 1989. Don't go away. Hey, some of you remember the 80s vibe, right? Well, it lives loud and proud on Back to the 80s with my pals Toscato and Chang. Taking you on a trip to a better time. A time when America used to win at things. When we won the Cold War by arming Afghanistan. When we beat Russian boxers by jogging in the woods. When a welder could become a dancer. When a poor immigrant could become, through the power of music, a guru to a generation. This is a trick. Listen to the decade of decadence right here. Back to the 80s. Lay your first commercial on me, Toscano, and I will tell you exactly if I want to go Def Leppard or if I enjoy it. How's that, huh? Well, how about we do this? Uh, I'll play the commercial, okay. and you tell me what's the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. You know, we'll okay. kind of play it by ear. Okay? Here we go. Well, yeah, of course. Here comes today's Duracell battery. And here's yesterday's. Today's are built to last up to 30% longer than the ones we made just a few years back. So you'll be guaranteed a long, happy life. Today's Duracell. Lasts 30% longer. So here's the funny thing about that commercial. It has two little couples. Yep, it's about Duracell batteries. Right, and it shows two little, you know, the uh, the wedding cake couples that they put on the top, yeah. And they're and they're moving, yes. right? And they're moving, but the one that has the Duracell obviously continues, and it takes the girl into the hotel room and puts the little sign on the yes. door. Yes. Today, that commercial would not play. No, it wouldn't. What does this commercial bring back memories? Anything to you? I remember uh, rushing out to buy Duracell batteries because I wanted to live the life of perfection when I went to a battery type system to give me longevity and to give me prosper. But this commercial, they used to take me off as as bad as when Robert Conrad would come out on TV and go, I dare you to knock this off my shoulder. Well, hell, I'm going to knock the battery off your shoulder. I'm going to kick the Energizer bunny in his ass. And you know what? I'm going to go with EverReady. The number nine in the cat. Ever Ready has always sucked, though. Ever Ready has been the battery that they sell here at the 99 cent store. I mean, it, it doesn't even last an hour. No, it doesn't. Here's commercial number two, and it has a, has a lot of skin in it. 
Oh, really? It's almost as if someone once said, just in case people like sunshine and water, we had better make Florida. And we'd better make miles of beautiful beaches, just in case people want to go to them. There are over four million miles of roads in Alamo Territory, all across America. Wow! And nationwide. It's a commercial Alamo for the only company. Alamo Rent-A-Car. Miles for free. Real Alamo. Oh, there's a company that went out of business really quick before the 90s hit. <laughs> well, no, Alamo is... Alamo, you can still rent a car with Alamo. Can Believe you? it or not. Yes. Yeah, Alamo is still oh. a thing, believe it or not. Oh, I'm thinking of O.J. Simpson running through airports trying to go get away from TSA agents and cops because he hacked two people to death. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're thinking you're thinking of ugly duckling car rentals. Yes. Hertz, rent-a-car. Now, Alamo. Alamo was a pretty good rent-a-car. I have to admit to you, Toscano, at times back in the 80s, I did rent-a-car from Alamo. You know, and I thought the first thing, uh, oh, my God, the Texas Rangers are going to come out and get me because I'm Mexican, renting a car from Alamo. You know, when uh, <laughs> Davy Crockett supposedly killed so many Mexicans and Indians and got away with it. You know, throughout all the 80s, I don't remember my dad. I can't remember ever renting a car, either with Alamo or Hertz or anybody else. Oh, come on. To oh, Scott. my dad was not that time. No, no, no. My dad was, we'll use the, the, the family car, and if we can't use the family car, we don't go. You see, but uh, your dad uh, your dad carried bodies in that family car, correct? <laughs> it was a big old L- It was a big old LTD. You could fit six bodies in the back trunk. All right. Here's another commercial, and uh, let's see what this is about. Oh, you're going to like this one because we we got a lot to talk about this one. Oh, okay. Hit it. Not marathons, but he is taking his health more seriously. And so am I. I buy more fruit and skip the cookie aisle, and I've switched from mayonnaise to Miracle Whip salad dressing. It has 36% exactly. I knew you were going to send fewer calories than mayonnaise, even low cholesterol. Plus, Miracle Whip has that tangy zip, and Sam takes that seriously too. Yeah, she's absolutely right. Miracle Whip has that tangy zip. Miracle Whip is the alternative for those people that can't eat or don't want to eat mayonnaise. But I tell you oh. what, I'd rather eat the entire jar of mayonnaise than ever, than ever touch a, a a drop of Miracle Whip. I've had sandwiches made with, with Miracle Whip yeah. in the past when I was a kid. As a matter of fact, oh, yeah. in the 80s, some of my friends' moms would make, oh, we've... We just made a sandwich with Miracle Whip. You're going to love it. Oh. It's, it has less yes. cal- 30% less calories than a regular mayonnaise, and it was disgusting. Now, Toscano, you have hit the bird right between the eyes of the Miracle Whip, and you're going to want to cue up that uh, song really quick because I hate, hate Miracle Whip. Good Lord. Oh, yes. Bring it on. So did you also hate uh, Miracle Whip? Miracle Whip was like, I remember one time we ran out of mayonnaise in the Chang residence, okay? I'm not going to give the date or the time. This is when all my Changettes, my four beautiful daughters, were mere Changettes. And my wife goes, honey, quick note, I ran out of your mayonnaise, but I used what I could and I put Miracle Whip in it. 
And at the time, I was off to work, and I really didn't care because I was kind of grumpy, <laughs> six in the morning, you can imagine. And when I dug deep into my lunchbox and I tasted my tuna fish sandwich with Miracle Whip, Ooh, how was I that? felt like jumping off the exact building that I was on six stories up because Miracle Whip tasted just like listening to a Death Leopard song. Crappy! There, I said it. <laughs> oh, yes. So, yeah, Miracle Whip. Now, if you're listening to us from maybe Australia or Germany or, you know. The UK? The UK or Panama or any one of the oh, 40 countries that listen to us. Oh, yeah. Um, and you don't have Miracle Whip? Thank your lucky stars. Yeah. Because yes, Miracle God. Whip Miracle Whip is just uh something that was made in a lab and it's yes. white and it looks like mayonnaise, only it's bright white. And uh you know what it looks like? It looks like uh miracle whip whipped cream. Yes. As a matter of fact, I would rather put sweet whipped cream that goes on top of pies. Miracle whip I would say is good for people on diets on the salad. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, for those of you who don't have Miracle Whip, just uh, be thankful that you don't have it. It's just a freak of nature, and it should have never been invented. Uh, Now, I know that there are some people that do like it, and more power to you if you do. Uh, I don't understand how, but, uh, you know, enjoy your your Miracle Whip. Well, the way I look at it, if if you want to be on a diet and you don't want to eat anything, put Miracle Whip on it, and you will automatically not want to eat anything that Miracle Whip touches. There's your diet. I'm on a Miracle Whip diet. I put Miracle Whip on everything, and I don't eat any of it. All right. Uh, If you've just joined us here at Back to the 80s, we are talking about the commercials of the 1980s, and in particular, 1989 end-of-the-decade retro commercials. And uh, we just got done listening to a Miracle Whip commercial. You know, how were your commercials? Did, were they as cheesy and as corny as they were back then for us? It's funny because today it's something that people go nuts for. And there are some YouTube channels that make a living out of playing commercials from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. And uh, it's funny. It's funny how people would now love to listen to commercials. Reminds me of that movie with Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Remember? Demolition Man. Oh yes, yes. So remember, with uh, that movie was with Sandra Bullock as well, and she's in the car, and their radio stations play nothing but classic commercials. And yes. Sylvester Stallone goes, "What are you listening to?" And she's like, "This is ooh, the best ooh. station in town, and it's nothing but cheesy commercials." All right, so uh, on to continuing the commercials of the nineteen eighties. Uh, let's see what this one's all about. Two-breast, four-wheel driver, a powerful engine, so it won't get stuck. Help! I can't fit all this firewood in my trooper. Ha-ha! It can carry all this and five adults. Help! Whoa. I'll never lie again. I'll never lie again. Help! Whoa. Now you can save up to $900 on the versatile trooper. <laughs> so that commercial, they're all dressed in lederhosen, you know, German lederhosen. Yeah. And, or or something similar, right? And they're up in the mountains. Do you remember Chang, the Suzu guy? 
I had forgotten all about this. Joey Suzu. Yes. Who and he keeps Joey Suzu? And he keeps on going, ha ha, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so the commercial is about the Isuzu Trooper, which right. back in 1989, when this commercial came out, the car was only $13,000. Remember those prices? And you know what's funny? That was one of the crappier vehicles your money could ever be wasted on was the Isuzu Trooper. But who could forget about Joey Suzu? I believe that they tried to come out with a, a sitcom of the character Joey Suzu, or did he partake in a TV show of being of that character, but uh, himself as an actor? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I remember something similar, so that does ring a bell. I just don't remember exactly what it was that he was involved with. But uh, he came out in some funny commercials, and then there were some that were really, really yeah. annoying. And one of them was this one. That one, yeah. But you have to admit, though, my brother, Joey Suzu was a very good character, and it was a very good sales pitch because he was relatable. He was comical. And somebody, when they hold those two uh, uh, endearments, are going to sell a product, which – we know by now so many suckers were out there that bought the Isuzu Trooper, which was a worthless piece of mechanical failure. There, I said that. <laughs> uh, and I'm proud of that. You can go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't as good as, for example, now all cars are generally pretty good today. But back then, yeah, there were some there were some cars that were pretty lemony, and one of them was the Isuzu. Now, do you remember the worst car of all the eighties? What was the worst car of the entire eighties? Let's see if you know this one. Oh, that had to be the Gremlin. It had to be the Gremlin. <laughs> you know what? I, I what now was the Gremlin? I would have to agree. Either the Gremlin. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you three. The Gremlin. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you three choices. Okay. Worst okay. cars of the entire 80s. And I'm okay. talking worse than Hyundai, worse than anything. Number what? one. Ma number one. Ma I've got. No, I've, number one, either Gremlin, Pacer, or how can we forget Ooh. that brand new $3,000 car named the Yugo? Oh. So which one oh. was worse in your opinion? I can well, tell you the ugliest car of the three was probably the Gremlin and then followed yeah. by the Pacer because the Yugo at least well, had some kind of design to it. Well, well, I'll tell you right now, all three mentions of all three vehicles hurt my taint. And I will tell you, oh, I felt that almost when I was going to get a shot. My taint hurts where it puckers up. It's like, oh, but I would have to go, I hate all three vehicles. <laughs> But I would have to say the Yugo is by far the crappiest vehicle of the 80s. <laughs> on that on that list? Yeah, the Yugo. It's like, you go, I go, we all go to hell if we buy this vehicle. Let me. Here's a true story for you. This was 1989, okay? 1989. I was working for Lincoln Savings and Loan. Ooh, and um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, big, big job too. I was very, very young, you know, still, I believe I was a year, I was a senior or something like that. But anyway, I was working as a junior assistant 
computer operator at Lincoln Savings and Loan. I was so excited. Oh, I had a great job. I had a, nice. I have to give you this background just so you can paint a picture of the whole scene, okay? So I would go to work every day. Okay, you paint away. Now, I would go with a suit and tie to work. What? I was looking good, all right? Now, my car, which I had a little Toyota pickup truck, a little 86 pickup truck, my car got stolen. Mm -hmm. You know, for those of you who don't know, in the U.S., especially in Southern California, People were stealing cars <laughs> like there was no tomorrow back then. Remember that? Yeah. And especially well, little pickup trucks. And especially, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they would especially uh, steal pickup trucks because they used to turn them into mini trucks back then. So I had a buddy of mine, and I needed to get to work immediately. And, uh, you know, I worked in, in a you know, business complex, so everybody was, you know, had nice cars and Anyway, my buddy goes, you know, I've got an extra car. You can drive as long as you need it. Uh, bad thing is, you know, uh, it kind of doesn't have brakes all that often. Uh, but it's, you know, you can switch it into gear and kind of stop the car with, with the gears. Right, don't you? It has only three, it has only three gears. And I go, okay, <laughs> well, what do you have? Yeah, so he goes, I go, what do you have? And he says, well, it's, uh, it's a gremlin. And so when I went to pick up his car, it was a white gremlin with black stripe, a black stripe on the hood oh, uh, nice, and on the nice. roof and on the back. It was a sports, it was the sports edition. So it had a stick shift and three speeds. And by the way, it had no brakes. So that so, was the third speed, right? No brakes. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I literally, not even a handbrake, nothing. So I would literally, no, sorry, it had the handbrake. So I would use this, the, uh, the, you know, the gears to slow it down as much as possible. And then I'd use the handbrake to finally, to stop the car. So that's my gremlin story. I hated that car to death. The gremlin was the worst thing that I have ever driven. Wow. Now that's funny because, uh, it was the perfect vehicle to have an open bar once you lift the back <laughs> hatchback. It was all that. But uh, you know what? There were some pretty ugly cars in our days. And if you remember back in the 70s, 79, the Pinto was also a hideous car. So was the Maverick. You remember the Maverick? I was about to say, yeah. And here's a funny thing. My dad had a green uh, disgusting green, like fly eyeball green, uh, uh, Maverick. It was disgusting. Now, this the- is a guy who, this is a guy, my dad, who worked at Toyota, working for the union. Yeah. Could have bought a brand new Celica or a Camry or a Crescent yeah. back then. And he decided to drive around in a piece of crap <laughs> V8 Maverick. Now, get this. My sister, uh, my older sister, uh, I call her Peaches from her homegirl name back when she was from a gang. <laughs> I know she's listening. She's going to say, you stupid SOB, I'm going to knock you out. But anyway. What's your, what's your sister's name? My sister Yolanda. Oh, no, Yolanda. Yolanda. Oh, yeah. Hey, Yolanda. A big shout out to Peaches. Me and my best friend who's no longer with us. He passed away. Uh, you know, in, in 1985, but that's another story. It's not, I don't want to get into that. We used to borrow my sister's Maverick, and me and him were like uh, 18 and a half, going to be 19. 
we would borrow this Maverick to go to Hollywood and cruise Sunset and Hollywood Boulevard. Now, trip on in this. Now, get this. We would take the Maverick away from my sister's house. We would puff up the hubcaps, and we would put Honda hubcaps on this Maverick so it looked like it had chrome wheels. And get this. And you weren't now, embarrassed? The stereo system was only AM, <laughs> brother, and, and A-track, right? So my buddy Ray me. He would take his big old ghetto blaster. We would put it in the back seat. Now, we would line the front <laughs> dash with a Judas Priest uh, a flag that we had gotten from a concert. So the front dash was in a black kind of silk Judas Priest kind of banner. And we had it thumbtacked to the initial plastic or... The back seat window where the speakers were to the AM uh, A track were, we had an Iron Maiden banner. So we had Iron Maiden, which was the killer's banner, over that covering the speakers, aligning with the back seat all the way to the floor. We would tuck it in of an Iron Maiden banner, and we would roll to Hollywood, cranking my buddy's crazy uh, uh, <laughs> system cranking on blasting metal all the way to Hollywood in a green maverick and the color green resembled army green and moco green it was a 1979 maverick that maverick that my dad had was probably that old maverick that you guys had because it was the same exact color I mean it was hideous hey you know, the back end was like flat, like somebody hit it. Remember what the Maverick looked like? And it was like, me and him thought we were rolling in gold. But it was like, hey, what are you going to do back in the day, right, bro? It got us plenty. It got as many of the Aquanet princesses because we were rolling hard. But then again, we both had long hair, and we were rocking to the sock and back end. Didn't matter. We could have rolled in on an RTD bus. And got in much play as we did. All about the two, my brother. You know, it's it's funny because I just remembered of another. Uh, there were a lot of ugly oh, cars yeah. in the eighties, and I just remembered about one more. And my mom had this one. Which one was it? It was her first car, uh, her first family wagon. Okay. It was an. It was a GMC or AMC? I believe it was an AMC Hornet. Do you remember the Hornet? Oh, the Hornet was a hideous vehicle. The Hornet looked exactly like a wasp. You wanted to smash that thing. Yeah, yeah. And I had a buddy of mine uh, who drove around in a Pinto. And the funniest thing is uh, they used to call it, they used to call his car the the hard-boiled egg. Yes. And the reason for that, you know why they called it his the hard-boiled egg? Because the, the Pinto yellow. was yellow. Well, the yellow, it was yellow and the the roof of the car was white. <laughs> You know what was an other ugly car? Remember the Ford Granada? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. but you know what? The Granada was more uh, <laughs> a little bit upper scale than the Maverick, I think. You know, uh, the Granada was a little yeah, bit higher. Way up. Yeah. Uh, wasn't the Granada from, like, Mercury? Yes, it was, bro. Yes, it was. It looked very luxurious, but it sucked yes. under the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Chevy Nova. Oh, God, yes. 
Man. And it's funny because when the Chevy Nova came out in Mexico, it didn't really sell because the word Nova means doesn't run. Yeah, doesn't run. In Spanish. How about this commercial? <laughs> I, I'm sure we're going to touch upon it. This is the Chrysler Cordova. <laughs> Man, when when <laughs> Ricardo Montalban came out with that car, I was like, is this a fantasy? What kind of bad item is this? That car sucks. Well, let's see what we've got in store. Let's see what's our next commercial here. 1989 commercial. Let it be low and broad. The top talent makes Tuesday terrific. First, Mona's a two-time. I'm dirt. I'm scum. Book me. Who's the boss? And Becky Slater. She's a cute one, Kevin. Your girlfriend. The Wonder Years. Please. Then. What beautiful, obedient children say, Ma. It's Rosanna. And it's my mother. Is it serious? Yeah. You mean she's in the lobby? It's anything but love. Who's the boss? The Wonder Year. Roseanne. So the, now this was a commercial in between commercials, uh, basically a promo. And yes, yes, so yes, there's yes, yes, yes. four shows, and one of them is Who's the Boss with Tony Danza. Mm-hmm. Then it was the Wonder Years. You remember the the, the little elementary school couple uh, with uh, Fred Savage, and then there was Roseanne. Great year, great Roseanne, great which I never watched because I never liked Roseanne Barr. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I watched all those shows, and uh, from the Chang perspective, I would have to say I really more with the Wonder Years. I thought that was a very good, wholesome TV show. It was, uh, you got a lot of life uh, lessons, but it was funny. It was a good show for the family. Now, we go with Tony Danza. Uh, You know what I mean? That show. Now, that's the one I used to watch because I used to watch it for uh, a listen. Now, hey, 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 hey. Because I was about, I was, well, the thing is, we were about the same age. So that's that's see, why. Now, I was a bit older than you, so I watched it for Judith Light. <laughs> Man, did I want to pack into Judith Light. <laughs> if I was Tony Donza, I would have packed into Judith Light all night long. But then again, being your age, Alyssa Milano, <laughs> you knew that girl was going to be now, a hottie. You knew it from your generation. Now, she was going to be a hottie. But in all regards to her now, she is probably one of the most natural, attractive young ladies in the acting business. But I also got to give her props for her humanistic values and what she really believes in. And I would think... Which, by the way, she just recently got in trouble for. Well, she's not no, in trouble no, for not it. not in trouble. She recently sent out a tweet. Yeah, she, she, so she sent out a tweet... Uh, basically saying now, you know, let's just put this behind us, the election right. stuff. Yeah, we have to. Let's basically try to work together. Right. And people are criticizing her for the tweet, saying that she's being fake yeah. and and that there's no way we can put things behind right. us. It's too soon. And they're literally saying the nastiest things to her. So, you know, I started thinking about that and I was going, geez. You can never please people, no. man. No, if, you can't. If, yeah. if you don't say anything, you know, as a celebrity, if you don't say anything, you're screwed because you didn't say right. anything. And when you say something that you're, you know, you're doing something to try to appease right. people because there's so much tension right. and you want to say something right. You don't want to hurt either side. And so when you're, you say that, it, you're screwed there too. And you're I'm thinking, categorized man, into believing one way 
to where the way that you are in meant of saying what you said is on the prowess of equality. And you know, my brother, <laughs> I'm not going to lie here just like I don't lie on social media. Hopefully some of you do follow me on social media. Some of you don't because, uh, as you know, I do not bounce on either of the political party realms. You know this as me being your partner and seeing me on social media. And I have been in Facebook jail more times than I've ever been in jail for being under the influence. <laughs> have you been in, are you serious you've been in Facebook jail before? Oh, brother, I've been there so many times, man. And not only for me knocking both Democratic and Republican views, I've been on there because, now get this, I've been called the Jimmy Hoffa of uh, the city of Montebello <laughs> when I worked there. I've been called uh, uh, Zapata of Facebook. I have been uh, called... The Revolutionary. I, yes, I have been called Martin Luther King. I have been called Malcolm X. I have been called everything that you can be called racially bias-wise on my views on social media. And Have also, they called you Pancho Villa? Right. And I can understand where, uh, you know, where, where Milano was coming from on her frustration and the uninhibited stupidity that people come up with to call you something when you are merely speaking your mind of equality. And you know me and you have talked about this. Until we get a presidential candidate or a presidential outcome or a political outcome or a House of Representatives that perform for one reason, we the people, no matter of your race, your creed, your sexual preference, your sexuality, or your social status until we have a leader that does forefront for everybody of that particular group. We will never have rest, solitude, or an equivalence to equality here in America. And that's where I'll leave that. Uh, there was another There was another program that was promoted here. It was called Anything But Love with Jamie Lee Curtis. And I don't know... Did you ever watch it? I didn't. I've never seen that ever. I remember the, the commercials, but I've never seen it. Oh, I watched a couple of episodes, bro, and I believe it was canceled within two seasons. I'm going on a limb and saying that. But here's the thing on that. When you get a very well-known actress and a fine, sophisticated actress who actually comes from entertainment royalty with her mother and her father, and you put her in a syndication show like that, you're kind of setting yourself up for a failure. You know what I mean? Right. It was a big name, bad writing, bad script, bad storyline. To me, you don't put a, a, a headline actress like that of her status into a show that's kind of like that. And And... Yeah, I would say in, in into any TV show because Correct. back then most people that did big screen they didn't do TV shows, not like today. And she was she was a big name. I mean, she had come out in all the Halloween movies, so she was a huge, huge name, and doing other movies as well. So exactly, yeah, you're absolutely right with that. You you don't put a movie star in a TV show. 
Remember the show that Robin Williams did with uh, Gallagher from, uh, what was that name of that TV? Sarah Gallagher. He, no, not Mark and Mindy. But Robin Williams came out in a show in the 2000s with Sarah Michelle Gallagher, which is Freddie Jr.'s uh, uh, wife. You know, and, and that show bombed within the first season, which kind of probably led to Robin Williams' depression, which kind of probably helped him. Put, push him over the edge, right. To, to feel the way he did, to what he was thinking when he left, to go over the edge. But you do not put a top-notch actor from the movies and silver screen or or even prior success on a TV in a mediocre television show that uh, you're only trying to get views and not get really substance out of it. You know, so we've seen that, but that's a great show that you brought up to that point because that is one of the first shows that I think Hollywood really took in the keister for Easter on that one. Here's the next uh, commercial for 1989. Hmm. Your latest find, Designer Color Pine Saw. Pine Saw Liquid Broad Spectrum Formula. It's new. Love these stripes. <laughs> Mom, Broad Spectrum means a whole lot more clean. Than my Pine Saw? It's got broader cleaning power for detergents. Mm. Broader germ-killing power. Kills more germs. You know the funny thing about this commercial, the Pine mm, Saw commercial? Even broader freshening the, power. They're smelling it like it's the greatest smelling thing in the world. Yeah. Pine Saw smelled... Like uh, it was the uh, gas chamber. It was horrible. Yes. Horrible smell. Whoa, pine saw. That's why it cleans so well. It smells like hell. <laughs> Did you guys use pine saw at home? Oh yeah, bro. Come on, man. We're we're. You know what else we we? Hey, bro. We're we're Latinos, man. We use everything that smelled strong to keep the kids up. Just put hot water and bleach. It works. Keep everybody out of the house forever. You know germs are coming in your house because nobody's coming into your house, bro. But pine saw kind of put <laughs> like that. Uh, I mean, it smells pretty orderly. It smells like a hospital. I'm not going in there, eh? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, here's another commercial from 1989. All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I see we share a oneness for muffin and egg breakfast sandwiches brought to us by the discriminating people at AMPM Mini Market. Have you opted for the succulents of ham or the firmly packed sausage? <laughs> then he gets the guy gets smacked in the face by the very ugly lady. That guy was so You remember that one very like, clear, huh? Oh yeah. He was so repulsive and like clever and kinda He was creepy. Perverted. Yeah. He was creepy, but like he got away with it. And it, you're right, it reminds me of myself. Of you. <laughs> I, too, get away with behavior like that. <laughs> that commercial, man, that brings back memories. He cut that character, closing your eyes, you could picture the Hamburglar of McDonald's talking just like, that's who you picture. That's right. A slimy Hamburglar when you think of that guy when he's talking. Talk, Correct? Talk just like the Hamburglar. 
All right, here we go. If you've ever wondered about all the new dog foods out there, you should know that no food is better at keeping your dog fit and healthy than these old favorites. Alpo Can and Alpo Dry. After 50 years, <laughs> nobody tops Alpo. Ah, Alpo dog food. Yes, I remember Alpo. Now, Toscano, on another note, uh, you know I'm an avid dog owner, correct? I own two pit bulls. I've had a yes. German Shepherd, and you've yes. seen my dogs. They're pretty healthy, right? Yep. <laughs> now, we're going to talk about an Al commercial, and you be- Alpo, you better get my Def Leppard song ready, because here it comes. You have to emphasize my name. <laughs> now, I would never feed a alley dog Alpo, because that is biodegradable substances that will give your, your dog cancer or possibly some type of inter-abdominal problem. It's better to go grain-free. Yeah, Alpo. Alpo. Let's see. What else do we got here in the commercials from the 80s? Arrow, I think you'll like this one. Here we go. Picture this. A game with over 70 million prizes. Enough for one out of three people to win. Introducing Scrabble at McDonald's. You can win hot chicken McNuggets, a cool million dollars. Or spell the right word and win a $1,000 shopping spree at Sears. How are you going to get all that stuff home? Oh, I see. Play Scrabble at McDonald's. In a word, you can win. Now, be honest with me. Now, McDonald's holds all these contests and and little gimmicks. Have you ever known anybody to win anything more than a Big Mac? No, never, never. As a matter of fact, all I ever want was fries. You know, Ronald McDonald was the biggest clown that I wanted Bozo to kick his ass. Ronald McDonald. Oh. And I remember I won uh, fries. I've won Cokes. I've won I won the kids' meals. What are they called? The 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 Happy Meal. Happy you Meal. You won the, the yeah. regular cheeseburger, correct? No, no. I won I won Happy Meals, and I won Big Macs and Quarter Pounders, but I've never won anything, you know, substantial. Now, now, Toscano, remember, both of us go back to the original McDonald's in Downey prior to the 80s, but yet both of us were at the normal age to where we could go to the McDonald's in Downey without our parents. Right. And we can go and get a, remember this, we can get a regular hamburger for 49 cents. That's right. A regular cheeseburger for 49 cents. You can get anything under a dollar off that special meal. But you can also, now we come from the era, most of our listeners remember when the Happy Meal came out, correct? Right. I believe that was seventy nine eighty when the Happy Meal came out. Maybe 81 by the latest. But we recall going to the McDonald's and getting, you can get a whole, uh, a Big Mac, a fry, and a Coke. And we were paying, what, maybe two sixty nine. Yeah, yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. Back in the 80s. And that's when McDonald's was, like, by far the superior tasting and fastest fast food burger stop you can go to back then. That's what, at least what I thought. Yep. Yep. So McDonald's was a very great asset and something that modern America in that era had not seen. 
they were definitely the leaders. And remember, uh, the biggest uh, uh, company they had to fight with was Jack in the Box before Burger King. Because Jack in the Box also gave you a meal deal. Right. But Jack in the Box guaranteed off the grill and not off the heat lamp as opposed to McDonald's. Here's the following commercial is actually from one of one of McDonald's comp competitions. And hit it, uh, hit it. I used to love this place as well when I was a kid. You done? All right. Yep. Burger King BK doubles. I don't remember ever ordering that. Uh, my favorite thing at Burger King has always really? been the double whopper. Yeah, dude, I ordered. Yeah, the Burger King doubles were good. Now I did like Burger King, but you know what? I've never cared for Burger King French fries or the Burger King onion rings. They always uh, uh, were missing a certain type of a taste. Maybe me being the fool that I was, I liked the salt. But they were always a bit tasteless in 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 my liking. But Burger King has always lacked in the flavor department and the fries. I did like their their onion rings, but they, as a matter of fact, they got so many complaints for tasteless fries. They had to redo their fries. There was a point that everybody got mad because everybody. There was a point where where we found out that Burger King wasn't even using real potatoes for their fries. Do you remember this? Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yes, I remember I that. I don't remember what they you were know. using, but it was disgusting. Yeah. And now, supposedly, now they use real potatoes, but they still don't taste like potatoes. No, they don't. You know what? Uh, I'm going to go on a limb and, and away from both entities that we're discussing. Anybody out there that uh, is a fan of fast food back in the 80s, or even a fan of, of today's burger stands and is a distinct disciple of the 80s. I would go out on a limb and say, to me, the best fast food burger fry combo has to be from in and out There's no other entity. There's no other establishment. To me, it beats all of them. Well, yeah, you know, and you're right, uh, but the problem is that they weren't all over the United States. They're still not all in every state of the United States. No, they were. They basically they they forefronted here in Southern California. Yeah, yeah. So you have to be from Southern California, and I can only speak my mind being an Angelino, although I live in a unorthodox area <laughs> where I will not disclose where I leave because I am afraid I will be beaten and dragged by a Trump flag where I live, so I won't go into where I live. But Southern California, you cannot beat. You cannot beat In-N-Out Burgers, my brother. You can't. No. You just can't. And you know the interesting thing is, they make 100% natural fries. You can see when they're when they're cutting yes. the fries, but their fries, if you don't eat them in that moment when you get them, they're 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 not the greatest fries. They get very uh, stale and they get stiff. Cold and they get cold they and get stiff. Cold. 
stale very fast. Yeah, so that's it's weird. <laughs> and the funny thing is that at McDonald's, which has the best tasting fries in my opinion, it takes them. It they have eighteen ingredients to make up their French fries. I bet you didn't know that. No, I did not. Eighteen know that. different ingredients. Really? Yep. Look into it. Eighteen different ingredients to make up McDonald's French fries. This is back to the eighties. When we come back, there's more madness of Toscano and Chang. So don't go away because we got commercials of the eighties. Hey, some of you remember the eighties vibe, right? Well, it lives loud and proud on Back to the Eighties with my pals Toscano and Chang. to the 80s. Let me explain something to you. I am a vintage, mass-marketed children's toy from the 80s. Hold on, little girl. Show me what he's done to you. Stand up, little girl. Broken heart can't be that bad when it's through. It's through. Fake the twist of both of you. That's right. This is Back to the 80s, and that's Mr. Big with To Be With You, and you're probably going, that's not an 80s song. And you know what? You're right. This is their greatest hit, 1991. However, this band is a band of the 80s, and that's why I'm playing it. Plus, I really like this song. Um I got a small comment to, I got a little side note, a little changry, you know, something that made me angry, not of the 80s, but of most recent. Now, uh, a lot of you that are listening are also members of our 80s group on Facebook and our 80s page, to which I really want to say thank you for, for your support in that. But every time I we, we put something on there, Chang, for the most part, you get some great comments. But once in a while, you'll get a jerk, you'll get a toad, you'll get a tool, a troller, a, a troller I call that a troller. just, a troller. you know, you, you wish you could have this person in front of you. You know what I mean? About a week ago, I placed a post on our on our Facebook regarding Mr. Big. Okay. And what I said in the post, it was, it was on a Monday. It was November 23rd. Right. And this is what I put on the post. Monday trivia. All right, so that's the announcement. I'm announcing there's it's a trivia question, and it says, "Can you name this band that formed in 1988 and had one of their biggest hits until 1991?" Fair? Is that a fair question? That's a fair question. So we uh, reached about almost 23,000 people on this post. So it was a pretty good post. And right. uh, we almost had uh, right. about 3,000 comments on it. And that's great stuff. And out of those 3,000, I hate when I read them because I let the, the insignificant ones, the ones that are trollers, get to me. Be- so I get two people commenting. They said, one of them said, what kind of a stupid question is that? They said, badly formed question. I'm going, what What are they talking about? And then another person said they had more songs than, than the one I mentioned. And I'm thinking, what are these people talking about? 
All I ask is, can you name the band that was formed in 1988 that had one of their biggest hits in 1991? And uh, somebody said, it wasn't one of their biggest hits. It was their biggest hit. That's not even the point. So I, I bring that up. I bring that up just because it, it just amazes me how people will look at something so... It's like they're looking for mistakes. And and it really drives wow. me nuts. Also, to let people know that when we're posting... You know, this is not a blog. We're not, I'm not a, you know, we're not writers. But sometimes because we're trying to post something really fast, there may be a typo from time to time. And and forgive us that sometimes it's late at night or early in the morning and, uh, you know, the issues of life. And maybe we'll skip a letter. And there'll be some toad out there pointing out the fact that something was misspelled. When you come into somebody of that round, they usually are up to the post of knocking you down. And it doesn't matter what you post. It doesn't matter if you missed a syllable, a vowel, or a noun. What I call is you have trollers, haters. And, And like I mentioned a bit ago, the Chang here has been in Facebook jail so many times for things that I have supposedly said... I said out of content, and some things I said out of, because I don't really give a rat's cahootie what you think about what I'm going to say, because I'm going to say it. But the funny thing is, I remember that post that we put up there, and some of the negative responses we got were sure haters. Haters of that band, haters of that realm of 80s music, or hating haters of the way that you promoted the grammar to write that post. And me, brother, it's just haters. And as we've both been around in the radio business and we've had to promote ourselves via social media, I am not surprised by any right. of the hate that we get. It just, I'm astonished by some of the particular hate that we get that is due to sheer hate and ridiculousness or just I'm in a negative mood. Hey, I fell on my face when I put my underwear on because I cannot stand up straight and put my underwear on without sitting on the bed. So therefore, I'm going to take my aggravation out because you missed a syllable or because you're promoting a song that I don't think was particular of their great material. Hey, brother. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, and it amazes me that people, they will take their time, rather than just answer the question yeah. to the movie trivia, like just answer or, or not answer it at all. No, they take their yeah. time to tell you something you did wrong because in their yeah, mind exactly. – in their mind, that says that they are better than you, I guess. What am I getting mad over it? They're not heard in over 40 countries. We are. We are. And you know what's funny? It's a mirror image of what we are as Americans nowadays. And, like, uh, you know, we, we're not going political, but with this last uh, presidency that is on their way out, we have seen an uprise on cyberbullying bullying as a general, people that are cowards in real life that feel that they have balls of steel 
to put people down or put people in check on their own perspective to which they feel is correct and they feel that they need to be the judges of inadequacies of everybody else. And we see that in a higher decimal than we've ever seen it before. And I'm going to say it again. I don't care what people think of what my political plateau is because you know what I'm talking about. We are allowed more of cyberbullying and cyber hate now than anything we've ever seen of this magnitude in the past. Back to the 80s, everybody that listens to us can go back to a time to where if we had a bully, you either befriended them, tried to talk them out of their hate, or you knocked the snot out of them. Correct, brother? Therefore, the bully was dealt with back then and there. And the majority of the time, when you crossed the bully and you confronted them, and either you knocked the snot out out of them physically, or you shed the light on them intellectually. That's exactly right. You hit it on. You hit the nail on the head. Eight times out of ten, that bully was going to become your friend. We missed that in today, as we did back in the eighties. So it's 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 very. It's very good that you brought up that post and that point because kind of speaks grounds of what we are of the normal. We have a lot of hate out there, a lot of people that feel that they are dominating or of significance to spew their bashing of hate on somebody else's opinion. Very good point. Right. And, I, I, right. and I know we don't like to touch upon the negative here because we are in upbeat mode here at Back to the 80s. I mean, we feel one thing. We want to make everybody out there feel better than they did before they hit play, before they hit switch, before they downloaded. Because the world is so full of hate and bigotry and uh, bullying and backstabbing that uh, what we're trying to represent is to take enlightenment to all that crap. And I'm glad you brought that point up tonight on that one post, my brother. I really am. Because... Yeah, and I shouldn't let those little tiny things get to me. I had to answer this person back, and I told them, you know what, I'm sorry that you're the kind of person that, that dwells on little insignificances, and, and to point to point those little insignificances out, you know, uh, have a great week and be safe. Because you know what, it just truly says a lot of society. It also goes to show you, man, that no matter what you do, and I know there's a lot of people out there that can identify with us, you will never be able to give everybody what they want. People are just, we're, you know, human nature, we're just like this. You know, I want to take a little moment out to give a big shout out. A big shout out to the different countries that do listen to us. You know, a big, big shout out. So if you don't mind, I'm going to go through a list of countries and, you know, kind of just say thank you. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to us. Not only are we being listened to in more than 40 countries, but our listenership has grown, in particular, in Australia, South Australia, South Wales, Queensland, the Capital Territory, Western Australia, as well as in the UK. We got people uh, that are listening all over England, and they're listening to us in Scotland, and our listenership has grown in two more countries. 
One of them in particular is, is the land of the Germans. So people from Bavaria are listening. People from North Rhine-Westphalia in Hamburg and uh, the uh, Württemberg region in Saxony. And I mean, there's a lot of people listening to us in Germany. We just want to thank everyone for, for taking the time to listen to Discano and Chang. And you know, the reason we're doing this program is to put a little smile on, our fa- on your faces and on our faces as well, because by us talking about those times, believe it or not, it does help to heal a lot of stuff going on in our personal life. Sometimes, I know you guys listen to tons of stuff on the radio and podcasts maybe, but programs like this, Back to the 80s, you know, lots of times, you know, we're all going through a tough time in our life. Maybe you've lost some relatives, some loved ones because of COVID. I know I have, and a lot of people that I know have as well. You know, this is a a program where we can go back mentally in a mental time machine and go to a time that life was a little bit easier and a whole lot different. A time where we can, as Chang mentioned, we can smile, share some laughs, and no matter what was going on, because it was a it was a time when we had no social media, we had no electronics like we do today, it was a less busy world in our head. Sometimes, I mean, we can get overwhelmed with information in our head, and uh, sometimes we get to a point where we can't take it anymore. And you know what? I want to welcome you guys to Back to the 80s, because together we can take that mental time machine and travel back to a time that made us smile. So on behalf of Toscano and Chang, and on my behalf of Toscano, just thanks. Thanks for taking the time to make Back to the 80s what it is going to be. Have a great week, be safe, and don't let the little things get you down. All right, before I release you, this is the Chang. Before I release you to another blessed weekend bang, I want you all to uh, remember that uh, a smile goes a long way. Uh, Every day may be a strain and a struggle, but as long as you prevail the next day with a smile and a hope to conquer whatever you have to, then you are a winner. We are all here as one race, the human race. We must do everything in our power to regain our dominance right here on the earth. If you can't touch somebody, call them. Tell them you love them. Tell them you care about them. Until next week, we are here to give you nothing but enlightenment and entertainment. So to all my homies out there, orale, adios. Arrivederci, hasta mañana, and to everybody out there, orale from the Chang. Take me back.